Well, it looks like winter's finally over. Man, that was a long, hard winter, wasn't it? I remember like two really cold weeks. Sandals next week. I know this is a church and I'm a pastor, but that is not a prophetic word. My name's Evan. Like I said, I'm a pastor down here. Before we get started, I want to point out a couple different things in the bulletin. Chances for you to take your experience with this church beyond the 45 minutes on a Saturday night. So the three that are on top, date night's crucial and important. You guys can figure that one on your own. But the top three, the Enneagram study, learning to understand the Bible, and New Year's, or the small groups that are beginning this week or next. Incredible opportunities for you guys to really get engaged with the community. I'm going to talk about it quite a bit tonight, but church is far more than just gathering once for an hour once a week. It's all about a community coming together to support one another, to enjoy life together. And these are three uh, enjoyable, unique opportunities to get connected with new people. The Enneagram study, talk to Amanda if you want to know more, but it's this idea of like a personality tool. There's eight, nine, nine different personality types. And it can help you better understand who you are and who you're married to, who your kids are, all these different things. Um, Learning to study the Bible, eight weeks, Ben and I and Michael are going to walk through the inductive method, ways in which you can get to know what the Bible's saying. It's fully accessible. It just requires a certain perspective when you approach it. And then small groups um, covering all different sorts of things, but a chance to meet with people in their homes, get to know them, share dinner, share life. Um, so they're all opportunities there just waiting for you. If you've got any questions on that, feel free to talk to me, look online, do whatever you need to do. Okay. So we're starting a new series. We are a church. I know that this building in our culture is considered a church, but based on the Bible's use of the word, we, the group of people that gather here, are the church couple examples. Acts 8. That day a severe persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. And all, the, all except the apostles were scattered throughout the countryside of Judea and Samaria. Now I don't think Paul was going around trying to destroy the church buildings, was he? Right? He didn't just have like a bulldozer, man, I want to take out those buildings. What, what's the church referring to? The people. Second one, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those in every place, call on the name of the Lord our Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ, right? Church is a collection of people. According to multiple commentators, never once does the body use the word church, which is ecclesia, that's in the Greek, to refer to the building in which people meet. Rather, the church is always referring to the people that are assembled. Now, you might be thinking right now, so what, Evan? You're probably thinking that I'm just a Bible nerd and an English teacher that is once again getting sucked into the details of a word, which is true. But there is an incredible value in recognizing the seemingly slight difference in definition. Instead of saying that you're going to a church, a more biblically accurate statement would be that you are a part of a church a community that gathers regularly. Now, going to a place once a week to worship God and learn more about him is important, crucial, I'd say. 
But if that's the only reason that you come here, then you are missing out on so much more. Let me give you an analogy. Think of the nicest car you know. Give me some words. What are you thinking? Like a Fiesta, a Pinto. Right? Yeah. Right? So BMW, Ferrari, right? Think about sitting in one of those seats. I'm sure some of you have sat in those nicer vehicles. It's plush, so comfortable. You can just feel the luxury on the steering wheel, the GPS system, the guidance, all of that is incredible. But if you never started up and drove that vehicle, you would have no idea why people spend so much money to buy that kind of car. It's the exact same thing with church. If you come, if your concept of church is to come to a meeting like this once a week and that's it, then all you're doing is hopping in this beautiful vehicle, messing around with the knobs, and then leaving. By approaching your church as a community, you have the ability to experience exponentially more of the good life that Jesus promised us. People coming alongside you in life is hard supporting and encouraging you so that way you can accomplish what you cannot do on your own. When you embrace your church as your community, then you are able to live a better life. I promise this can happen. I got logic and so much experience to support this. And but there are so many good churches in this city. There really are. It's like 45 churches or something in Rapid. So many communities in which you can get involved. We live in a time of endless choice. But in order to get the goodness that a community of like-minded Christians can bring, you simply need to choose which church to become a part of and then be intentional about your involvement. Over the next four weeks, we're going to look at a new series called Together. We're going to look at the core values and the vision of Rimrock. Now, Rimrock Downtown is a campus of Rimrock Evangelical Free Church. It's been around for like 38, 40 years. It has a main campus up by Johnson Siding. A lot of you I know go up there. Both campuses operate out of the same core values and have the same vision. However, each campus has different people who bring different talents, gifts, and desires. So each campus is unique in the ways in which it will carry out the core values and the vision. And we'll look at that in a few weeks. Over the next few weeks, next four weeks, my hope is that you will get a better understanding of the foundations that we strive to operate out of and the directions we feel God is leading us. So that way you can determine whether or not this is a community that you want to be a part of. If it is, I'm here to help you discover your role and support you in that role. That's my job. Part of it's up here to talk a little bit, but a majority of the lion's share is to come alongside you and help you fulfill the calling that God has placed on your life. If this is not the place you want to be, please keep searching for a church that better fits you and your desires. Churches are crucial to living life well. So tonight we're going to look at two different core values. Next to you, somewhere, there's a sheet of the five different core values that Rimrock has. This is on the website as well, if you want to be green and leave the trash behind. Tonight we're going to look at relationship and truth. Now values are defined as principles or standards that are considered important or desirable. 
These five principles or concepts were chosen and decided upon nearly 20 years ago by elders of Rimrock, and they spent so much time thinking and praying through what they should be. These are the bedrocks upon which Rimrock exists. Our mission and our vision come out of these values. These five core values are the lenses through which we evaluate whether we are doing what, God, what we feel like God wants us to do as a community. And if we want to know who Rimrock is and where we feel God is leading us, this is where we must start. Like I said, tonight we're going to be walking through two of them, relationship and truth. And we're going to go fast. If you have any questions at all, please come and talk to me. So relationship. Like it says on your handout, one's personal relationship with the almighty maker of heaven and earth is the thing that we value above all else. So above all, we value the unfathomable opportunity and experience of having a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Philippians 3, 8, and 9. I want to make sure to look at the scriptures that they chose. Uh, that way we can kind of see where they're coming from. This is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I have regarded them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. So why is relationship with God number one? so many different things on this page and beyond that that could have been at the top. But as I thought about this, it became quite simple. It's because each of us are made to know the one who made us. Like we were saying, he breathed the breath into your life. Today exists because he brought it about. Every day we have what we need because he provides it all. God is the one who creates and sustains our life. And he designed you specifically. I love the way David puts it in Psalms 139. For it was you who formed my inward parts. Every single one of us could be saying this. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. Like the psalmist just stated, God also knows what lies ahead of us. He is eternal and all-knowing, but he is also extremely interactive. He has a strong, I would say even overwhelming desire to guide each of us through the remainder of our days. He knows who you are and the time and place in which he has placed you. It's out of this understanding he has established specific things that he wants you to accomplish. Ephesians 2.10. I always come back to this. For we are what he has made us. You are what he has made you. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be your way of life. God prepared these good works beforehand for you. When we live the way he designed us to live and accomplish the plans that he has laid before us, we are able to experience the life that he has created us to have, the one that we all desire, the one that Jesus referred to as the abundant life. 
because of all this, our individual relationship with God is of primary importance. It is from this relationship that all that we will ever need or will ever desire will come about. That's why Jesus says what he says about it in Matthew 22. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's every part of who you are. This is the greatest and the first commandment. It's from Jesus himself. This is why you were created, to love God with all of your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. As a church, a gathering of people, our primary goal is to encourage you to pursue God with everything that you have, to make him the center of your life. That's the reason why we preach. It's to give you a better understanding of who he is so that way you can experience him more fully on your own. The reason why we have a worship band is so that you can have a greater ability to express your gratitude for him and your dependence on him. Small groups exist so that way you can learn more about God from other people. Retreats, which we'll be having more often this year, are held so you can pull away from the normal in order to make God your priority. Are you seeing the consistency in all of these? The main reason that you were, you were created was to know God and to love him with every ounce of who you are. And the only way that you can experience life, the life that you've always wanted, is by living in unison with your creator. And I've been reminded of this the last couple of weeks. Even as a pastor, my priority must always be seeking and knowing God. This must trump my sermons or classes, my goal of finding a new building, developing children's programs, creating small groups, and even sitting down face-to-face with you. All of these are extremely important to me and the role that God has put me in, but if I do not make God my priority, then it will all amount to nothing in the end. The good which is genuine and long-lasting only comes from the author of what is good. Rimrock's utmost desire is for your relationship with God to grow, for you to have a deeper understanding of him and to trust him more. Now, interesting thing about relationship, when you look at the Bible, it has another dimension as well. Let's go back to Jesus, Matthew 22. He said to him, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. There's one more. A second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. It's the Old Testament, the law and the prophets. Our relationship with God should always be our top priority. But out of this love, a love for one another develops. A second component of this core value of relationship is a relationship with those around you. And at Rimrock, our desire is for people to be genuinely loved by one another. For this community to be be one that openly receives people and treats them the same way that they want to be treated, with respect and love. And as you'll hear next week, God's grace is a fundamental part of our identity. Because we have been so fully received by God with all of our flaws and our brokenness, we desire for Rimrock to do the same thing to be a community where everyone can experience acceptance and love, regardless of their past or what they bring to the table. And honestly, Rimrock has been doing this for a long time. I grew up in this church. 
during my crazy days of partying, which were like 12, 15 years, long time. Even though as a parent to everyone else that I was making poor choices, people of the church continued to love me, to invite me into their lives. This style of approach is what kept me interested in the God of the Bible because they showed me his illogical love. And Jesus said it so clearly in John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We want to continue to be known as a church that loves other people so that way people can see that we are disciples of Jesus. Because when a person experiences love from others, it can be a catalyst for genuine change in their lives. This is why we gather weekly. This is why we have small groups. This is why we have community dinners. This is why we have date nights. This is why guys go out and race down at, uh, what's that place with little go-karts? Flags and wheels, right? And the girls go and do endless things at beautiful bars, right? We do all this so that way people can gather together to build relationships and then express love for one another. Out of these types of relationships, lives are made better. At the center of Rimrock's core values lies relationships. Personal relationships with God and genuine relationships with others. At the end of the day, that is what the leadership desires and praise will happen. All right, let's look at one more. Truth. Each one of these could be an entire week in and of themselves. Truth. We follow the Bible as our primary and final authority. Psalms 119, 160. I love this verse. The sum of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous ordinances endures forever. Like David said, we believe that the Bible was inspired by God himself. Please listen to this one. This is so often in our culture, in our time frame, people go to churches and approach churches with different mindsets than what was common in the past. We can have a little Bible. We can have a lot of philosophy. If that's your mindset, please listen to what I'm saying right now because this is a crucial element that you understand. We believe that the Bible was inspired by God himself. Through 40 different authors who lived during a 1,500-year period in dozens of different cultures and wrote in three different languages, the creator of everything communicated timeless truth. And this truth comes in many different forms. A major truth that we see is God's character. Through the historical narrative, the stories that we learn, that our kids are learning right now in Sunday school, we see how God interacted with humanity. Through prophets, we see God's heart for his people and his desire for them to follow his guidance. Through letters in the New Testament, we get deeper insights into God's redemptive plan for mankind and instructions on how to live out our Christian lives. And Rimrock stands firm on the inerrancy of the Bible, the fact that it has no error, that cover to cover we read of the accurate history and infallible, true truths of the, ba- of the best way to live. And this is why you hear so much of the Bible in this church. As speakers, 
we understand the value and the appeal of personal stories. But as teachers, we are here to teach you the Bible. And we are by no means perfect, but each week we, when we're preparing the sermon, we fight to remain rooted into the, in the truths of God's word. We spend hours and hours reading and praying, wanting to simply convey God's goodness and his truth with a genuine hope that you will then seek God on your own, not rely on us, but to take what we've given you and go deeper on your own. Let me give you another little tidbit about why the Bible is so powerful. Over the past 3,500 years, the Bible has been a powerful instrument on both a personal and a global scale. It has changed millions upon millions of lives. It has also been the foundation upon which Western culture was built. The reason why human rights and morality are in the fiber of our culture is because of the Bible and the truths that it brings. Without the Bible, our nation would more closely resemble North Korea. You think that's an exaggeration? Come and talk to me. Without the Bible, God's character and his design for humanity and the way that they should function would be far less known. And we would have to simply rely on our own limited and selfish logic, which in the end always results in loss. And if you gave me another hour, I would give you example after example of the validity and the power of the Bible. Bottom line, the leadership at Rimrock believes and operates out of the belief that the Bible is full of absolute truths that apply directly to us here and now. Second Timothy, Paul puts it this way. He's referring to the Old Testament. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. He was referring to the Old Testament. We see this referring to the entire Bible, old and new. So as we wrap up, I gave you a lot. My hope is if you have questions, come and talk to me. Check out these verses. Check out the handout. But as we wrap up, I want to give you a a quick reminder. This has nothing to do with our values. According to the Bible, church is not a building or a place. Rather, it is a group of people that gather to worship God, support one another, and to tell those around them about the God that saved them. Regardless of if it's Rimrock, find a church, a community that has guiding principles that you agree with. Here's the hard part. Then be intentional about becoming a part of that community. So often across the entire country, people come into the church for years and they never get connected with anybody else. And they miss out on so much of the goodness that that church has to offer them. All you have to do is simply talk with others. Go to their various gatherings. Talk to the leadership about how you can use your your gifts and your talents within the church setting. A crucial part of God's design for your life is living in community, but it's your choice whether or not you want to experience it. Let's pray real quick. Bring our minds to where they need to be. God, we are here because we're curious about you, because we love you. 
because we want more of you. I ask, Spirit, that you would just inspire us to get plugged deeper into a community, whether it's this one or one, another church, but just put it into our minds and in the deeper parts of who we are. Give us a desire to want to experience a nature of community that you designed us to have. The only reason we have anything is because it's from you, God. Please give us what we need. Amen.